And here we go on another edition of Sunday Pour, the show where I get on the horn with my cousin Ant, and we kind of catch up what's going on, and we're here stuck in the middle of coronavirus fever, still, I don't know, who's counting, who's counting still, you're still counting days, you go fuck yourself, I'm not here, not here running a diary, but uh, I'm here with my cousin Ant, how you doing Ant, what are you drinking, what's up man? Chugging right along. Got the handle of Heaven Hill in front of me. <laughs> Mainstay now. Yeah. Friend of the program. <laughs> third, still still the no third host. Sight. It's the third host. Yeah, no yeah. idea. Yep. Everybody needs a haircut. <laughs> yeah. Gray hairs yeah. are coming in left and right. Yeah, that's what that's what did it was coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, I was talking about the general public. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yours, I saw you on some Zooms this weekend. You're not looking too shaggy. It's not too bad. It's, it's pretty well kept. Yeah, no, I make sure, yeah, I make sure it, uh, stays in place. I'm not, not going to go, not going to like let it get out of control. Do you do, uh, yeah. I don't know, do you any, any kind of trimming at all or is it just all, all natural? You don't touch it at all? No, nah, I don't touch it. Not even cleaning it up? Not, I mean, no, with like a scissors or anything? Like or, a little, like a little buzzer. Something no, like. I would, I would pull the scissors out. Of electric, electric is dangerous. <laughs> Don't trust yourself, huh? No, no way. Man, one of these people, like in the Civil War, though, like they were doing emergency surgery on themselves. You know, take a swig, and they're mending up a hole in their leg or something. You're not, we're not willing to, you know, take a little bit off the side, like around the ears, and clean it up a little bit. I mean, those were drastic measures. Civil yeah, War. well, this is these are drastic times here too, man. Uh, we'll see another another month, and we'll see. <laughs> it's at it's at the <laughs> point right now where like I would go. It was probably at the absolute longest I would let it get under normal circumstances, but it's not out of control yet. That's yeah. Let me see where I am like next Saturday because right now I would be pissed if I didn't make an appointment for this past Saturday. That's where I, exactly where I'm at. Like if I didn't have if if I went past this Saturday without a haircut, I'd be upset. Yeah, like tomorrow I'm supposed to be leaving for New Orleans, so I this weekend would have def this past weekend would have been the weekend. I'll get that get that fresh cut. Yeah. Definitely would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not ready to like start buzzing it all off, but I'm ready to clean it up a little bit, which I'm I'm fine with doing that. <sighs> yes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you say? I mean, what are you you're not, you're saving for? Not, you're not seeing anybody. But that's going to be judging your hair, and you're just like kind of just for your own personal comfort. I think I'm just waiting till the absolute brink where I'm like, all right, I gotta clean this okay, up a little so bit. You, so you think May 27th is one we'll be talking about? You taking the scissors out? Yeah, we'll see. Like we'll we'll see where I stand Memorial Day weekend that Friday, three, three <laughs> weeks from this Friday. It's a target date. All right. Okay. All right. We're on, you're on the clock. <laughs> your shear your shears are on the clock. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, man, it's been, uh, I mean, it's just been a world of zooms waiting and just kind of waiting this thing out, man. And this weekend I went to like a place where I was like the, just thinking about the worst possible scenarios, like worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to get into like what I think is the worst case scenarios, but it's just basically 
which is really bad leadership out there, and we're surrounded by a bunch bunch of idiots. Yeah. Um, so I just think just that that combination of things, I, I don't, I, I just wasn't able to handle it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I could handle it, but you know what I mean. Like I just kind of went to a, a dark place in my mind. Oh, like, in oh, your mind. God. Okay. I thought you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I went to a dark place in my mind and then drank, drank it away um, on a nice Sunday afternoon. You know, mini bender. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm feeling much better today. I'm very, I'm a little more optimistic today, but still, I mean, I'm not overly optimistic. The optimism is trumping the pessimism a little bit, but it's like a constant battle. Yeah, you got to bounce <laughs> My... back from those. I mean, I have those days too where you're just, uh, you know, no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You usually come yeah, out was... of it though. It usually takes like a day. That was the worst. That was the first time I had one of those. That was the worst. Sundays, so, yeah. yeah, something about Sunday too. Think so? Yeah, I mean, had. It's not football Sunday. thing, but I had one on Sunday a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was er- that was early on. We recorded. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not. Like, I mean, you have to work the next day. Maybe that's part of it, but it's not. That's normal. That's any day, you know, any time of year. Any. Yeah, but I I know that Sunday night feeling though. I, well, it's not. It's not that. I don't know. You don't get it on like, a it? Friday or Saturday, do you? No, I haven't. I haven't gotten it at all, really. Oh. I haven't gotten that down at all um, in regards to this thing. Like I said, from the beginning, it's just like, all right, this is happening. You got, I got to accept that it's happening. Just got to put my head down and figure it out. But yesterday, I was like, this might just not be – this might not be as temporary as I would hope it was going to be. Like, even if we come out of this in, you know, next month or two months or so, they're saying it's going to come back again in the fall. What we're just going to do is all over again. There's, there's like not, there's not going to be a break. And then there's going to be, you know, there's, there's idiots all over the country right now who are just finding or looking for new ways to infect other or get infected and, and move this thing along. So even if it's not in New York or Connecticut, it's going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be just pockets around the country. Yeah. But isn't it, isn't it, it kind of nice to like use those States as crash test dummies? Yeah, better them than us. I mean, we, I feel like we've already kind of done our crash test. If, if I looked at New York, and look, I know New York is everybody's on top of each other, so it's a lot easier for it to spread in a place like mm-hmm. that. But if I looked at New York, I'd say, yeah, this is fine. We we just we could take a few weeks off and figure it out, and then you know do do our social distancing. I mean, you know, I, I work. Like I said I've said before I work in a huge building with thousands of people in it. If you don't have those jobs, you probably don't have to – probably don't need to be doing what everybody's doing. You probably don't need to be closed. But, yeah, these restaurants and stuff, like you're not going to a restaurant for a long time, man. Yeah. Like everybody – you reopened the state, and I'm probably driving to work. We had talked about this before. I, like I had said, I'd probably be in, on a train in August. I don't see that happening. I see myself driving to work. So are you still um, – are you still – do you think – I asked you this maybe a month ago, so I'll repose yeah. the question. Are you on a train again in 2020? You said yes last time. Are you wavering at all? I am wavering, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think when they reopened the state, if they told me that I had to go back to work on Monday, I think whatever that Monday is, I find a way to not go in for at least two weeks. Just let this shit play out. Let, let that Take like PTO or work, try and work from home? Well, they gave us – they actually gave us – I don't know what they call them, but they're like COVID days. So <laughs> I have those in my back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> is it only like if yeah. you're infected or are you <laughs> no no that's separate there's just days if you are uncomfortable by covid 
yeah, just basically like just roaming days. So I could work from home those days too, which is which is what I would be happy to do. Okay. I don't know. Like, here's the thing: because there's some people who are gung ho to go back to the office because there's such just uh, you people know, you work company. with. Yeah, just like company men that just have not, they'll never waver uh, when it comes to the company. Let's call it the company, capital T, capital C. Yeah. The company those never waver no matter where they are. If they say come in, they're running in the next day. And it's never, it's not me, man. Like I just don't, I can't. Like, like yeah, I'm happy that, that I'm happy they have me. I'm happy they send me a paycheck every two weeks. But at the end of the day, they're just a huge company that just trying to make as much money as they possibly can. And uh, if they could save, you know, a nickel and get rid of me tomorrow, I'm sure they would. Right, right. So, which is fine. That's that's what you yeah, do when business, you're a big yeah. successful. That's, yeah, you're a big successful company. That's your prerogative. That's fine. But you're just never going to see me running in, uh, you know, during something like this. Like, I, if I if I can work from home, I'm working from home, man. You guys don't like it? Tough shit. You tell me about it. You know, in two weeks when I come in. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're still. At least a month from reopening. I would say May. Well, the target right now is May 20th. I think that's the official date is May 20th. Yeah. And I don't see I don't see us going back to office at least until June officially. Yeah. My, my target has possible. been the Wuhan model, which would put us on target <laughs> for early, like June 7th. Yeah. See, I would look at Italy now because Italy got hit pretty hard and – they are, last I saw, like maybe a few days ago, kind of slowly getting back to any kind of sense of normalcy. But again, and how far ahead? I mean, how not, far ahead are they? A month? I mean, two? I would maybe three weeks, maybe something like that. Oh, okay. I've, I've in my head, I'm not sure. It's not official, but this is in my head. I feel like they were, we were watching them, kind of get slaughtered, and now we're at that point right now. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe, it's a little, maybe it is a little more than three weeks. Maybe, like maybe it's more like, yeah, all right, it's probably right. Yeah. So whatever. I don't want to – I I do not want to get into, like, uh, the worst-case scenarios today, but we already did. So <laughs> I will say this, though. I went out this weekend. It's not any go out. I just ran out to pick up lunch on Saturday and went by, like, a park, and the parking lot of this park was packed. Oh yeah. People, people could not wait to get out of the house and the, the nicer it gets out. And I think next Saturday is going to be nice too. I think it's the next nice day is Saturday. Yeah. Either Saturday or Sunday or maybe even both, but I did look ahead and it's supposed to be nice. And so, yeah, we're looking at another, uh, another nice weekend yeah. where people are going to be out and about. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to see now, like how that affects what's going on. I think, um, I think Memorial day is going to be the first, uh, litmus test. I don't know if I'm using that right, but like because that's you know a big party. <laughs> it's a big party, obviously. Not so much bars and restaurants. I'm not. I'm not sure they're going to open it. I mean, I know it's a target is to open it up right before then, but it's more yeah. of a party holiday. You know, you go to people's house picnics. I'm curious to see around where I live or where you know where you live if people are going to. You know, respect the protocol, or if they're just gonna say fuck it and just throw a banger. Here's the other thing: like I'm seeing because that's a big barbecue weekend, that I'm thinking like, yeah, I'll at least get dogs and birds. Oh and stuff. yeah, but now like, percent, yeah. But now, but now I'm seeing like, uh, like because all these uh, meat plants have shut down, there's gonna be sh- there's a possibility of a shortage 
uh, come like around the horizon because all these places don't have their workers coming. I know that scared me more than anything. That's probably the second thing that scared me the most besides uh, not having sports was that there was a shortage of pork. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talk about like having these little milestone moments this, this, during this whole thing where you realize like how real it's getting. Yeah. And when you talk about shortage of any kind of food, it's like, holy shit, man. Yeah, it's like, scary. Is... Now you got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no sports and no steaks. Like, what the fuck? I know. Oof. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. So, what? how many weeks away is that, Memorial Day? Is that uh, three weeks? That's what we just said? Three yeah. weeks from three weeks Friday from... is, yeah, okay. that's when the weekend kicks. That's a little early. All a little right. early this year. In the I'm still crazy to think about just three weeks more of this, like as as is. It's still wild to me to think about, and just I mean, yeah, I told you in the beginning, I accepted it, but even just looking ahead, like three more weeks of this. Well, I, I actually, no 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 chance of going back. You actually, I what? actually had a conversation on a Zoom on Friday happy hour. Uh, it was me and Kyle were first mm-hmm. ones on there, and I made the point, and he agreed that. I think time has been actually flying by. It it, ha- it has been flying by. That's one hundred percent. Which would but be, just even- which seems, if you had told me no sports and basically no nothing, no living practically besides just in your house for you know, besides work or whatever for what, what it's been seven, six, seven weeks, I would think like it's going to just yeah. be a snail's pace. It's not been no. no it's just like, it's not, by, man. Every and every maybe because every day is just the same, and because there's nothing to look forward to. Like usually, like looking forward to you know opening day. You're looking forward to uh, you're going to your first Yankee game of the season. Yeah. Or you're looking forward to whatever, and that, that's what makes time go slow. Is you're looking forward to shit. Now there's nothing to look forward to. It's just it's just Groundhog Day, day after day. Yeah, I guess that's the point. I was thinking about like all the things that would have already happened. This is a Derby weekend, right? Coming up. Yeah, this is Derby week. That if you want so, to get depressed yeah, again, yeah. Uh, but all the things we missed was like uh, March Madness. That was the first one right off the bat. Then you have you know mm-hmm. opening day. You have uh, the playoffs kicking off. Uh, you know a few horse, big horse. Well, I guess the big horse races are still technically going on. It kind of had to be rearranged a little Some bit. Of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know Masters. Like there's a lot of things that would have happened that. It would it would have like March Madness would have seemed like it was a hundred years ago, which it 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 does still like when when we first you know the Rudy Gobert knows, but yep. part of it you know part part of it is like oh it actually flew by it seems like it was almost yesterday too in the same breath. Yeah, yeah, but but don't you think looking forward to yeah any more time that seems daunting even though time has flown by. Oh yeah, like you say three you say three weeks and I'm just like Jesus. That's what well, seems like so far off. Yeah, man. It's like we're just living like robots, man. It's just fr- fr- Friday yeah. Zoom, Saturday night Zoom, uh, yeah. Sunday sauce. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> and then back to work with today I, doing the show. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I might. Not, I'm, get, I'm might, getting depressed. I might need to take a. There might. I don't know when, but I might need to take a, like a little bit of time off from the Zoom. I don't know when. Like I, I'm all for it. I think it's a big part of the week now, but I just at some point I was like, I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I like guess is again, it's just the same thing. You're just hanging out, drinking, you know, talking. What are you talking about? Talking about fucking coronavirus. Like, what are you talking about? There's just nothing. Yeah, you've been doing. More, you you've like been a, doing more zooms. No, nah, I'm about the same amount. Yeah, I'm about the same amount. 
like I said, I did one last week for uh, the draft, and then Friday night, happy hour Saturday night. You know, nine thirty Saturday night. That's mine. That's my slot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe I just have to. I meant to come back because it's like, and you know, we I, I talked to you yesterday real quick, like while I was just having a drink and cooking. Like that's almost like that's almost a little bit better for me because it's like. A quick phone call, like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like, you're just checking. Yeah, in. that should have been like a FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, which which is fine. That's uh, you want to jump on, and say, "Hey, have a quick drink while I'm making dinner." That seems a little more, I don't know, normal is not the word, but like, I guess a little more because it's like Sunday. Zoom. I think I think doing one on Saturday yeah. night is a little strange because usually you're maybe going out to dinner or something. Yeah, if you get a FaceTime call on a Saturday night. It's usually somebody shit faced, and they're somewhere that you wish you could be. Yeah, or there's people are doing a shot, like you're like, like half asleep in the couch, like somebody's like, "Yo, what's going on?" Like, yeah, God, fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you never want to get like one when you're chilling at home like, on a Saturday night. You, I, that's an ignore. That's an automatic ignore on the. But now, but now everybody's looking forward to it. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's that. <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't mind doing the Friday one and the Saturday night. one. Other than that, it's just, you know, I don't need to do one on a Tuesday. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's coming, though. I do look on a Tuesday, you think? Somebody's going to, yeah. No. I already, already already had talks of one on Wednesday this week. Really? For what? You're you're on the text. Am I? Oh, uh, you know, maybe not. I No, I don't think you're on the text. Never mind. Uh. Well, I'm left out, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, man. No, that's it. That's all I got in coronavirus, man. I'd rather not talk about it. More than 22 minutes we've talked about it already, wherever we're at. Yeah. Got, Eight, 18 got some minutes. more paper towels and toilet paper. Yeah. Every time I go out, man, I just look I look in that aisle, and if it's whatever the minimum, whatever the max is, he's going to grab it, because I don't know what next time they're going to have it in there is. Yeah. Well, we did a Costco pickup. Nice. You or, you ordered ahead and picked up? No, or? went there. Okay, they had all right. It. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't need it, but it's one of those things. It's like you got to fight fire with fire with these fucking animals. Yeah, you don't know when you you know you might when you need it. It might and not, other people might need it. Maybe these people, it. family members, you got to help them out, and they need it. Well, it's good to know. All right, good to know that you're uh, hoarding, taking care of business yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> looking out for us. Right, right. I wish there was a little more meat. There wasn't much meat there. Which is a scary, scary yeah, thing. But uh, I got some more booze too. Just you know, I there panic. You know. It's a uh, panic buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, Never one really thing that it. bothers me a little bit is, uh, like, I understand going out and you got to exercise and shit. And, like, I went out walking on Saturday for like an hour. Don't mm-hmm. when I see groups of people, like that's like I saw bikers, not. Like Lance Armstrong bikers, cyclists, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and like there's like six or seven of them, and they and they're wearing the someone I can't stand like the cyclists that wear like the get up. Yeah, that is just much, so it's, lame. The tights, the tights, and the hat to keep everything aerodynamic and shit. Yeah, I guess it's called the helmet. <laughs> yeah, like I used to play a lot of pickup basketball, but I didn't show up, uh, you know, in full uniform. These guys are dressed up like, you know, Lance Armstrong over here. That, yeah, that bothers me. Uh, same thing with, like, walkers and runners, too. Like, it, just, it, it should just be with the people you live with, man. 
That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess I haven't seen too much of that. I see a lot of it. There's my, my neighborhood is like, there's a lot of sidewalks and just walk. But they're keeping, they're, they're keeping the distance though, right? Yeah, so, yeah, the distances. It's just some people are a little more heavily populated, their, their group, group size. Yeah. yeah. It's for the most part, though, because I went down to like the beach area, and there's some people on the beach, which still doesn't make sense to me. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, and I sent you that picture of the lady sunbathing by like the restrooms. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing, like, man. Where like, the I... hell do you live that that's the best area? And again, that's like the most heavily populated area. Like people are going to take a leak. Like, although you know what? Maybe not. Probably the cleanest places you're going to find are public restrooms now. Yeah, could be because nobody's because nobody's using them. <laughs> it's possible. I guess that's. I don't know if that was her thinking. <laughs> it's <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> Yeah, gas station like you go to a rest area and take a take a dump now. Yeah. I don't not that I would ever do that, but uh you probably now's yeah, now's the time to do it though. Mm-hmm. Now's the time you can probably feel safe in that. Yeah. At least at least from you know, germs. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> maybe I'm <laughs> maybe I'll have to fucking I don't know if you I don't know if you feel that safe, but Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's probably one of the most avoided areas, though, are the public restrooms, yeah. besides, hosp- besides hospitals. Right, right. Malls. I mean, I wouldn't go to a mall. Well, malls are probably closed, right? That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. So, thank God. Are you all set with the coronavirus shit? Yeah. Do you have, anything, you have any other notes on that? Uh, I didn't have any to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank God for this Bulls documentary, man. There's not much else on TV. Right. I know, like, I guess there's a few shows people like that are recurring, like weekly, like weekly stuff. And now, even more so, if a show comes on weekly, and you like it, I think you're more apt to just you're gonna tune in like the night of the show. It's been a long time since you had like appointment TV on, but now everything's appointment yeah. TV. Because... I don't have a show like that right now. That's watching you know, real speed. Except for uh, the last. Well, week. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that would be it. That's, the that's it. And uh, this weekend, this past Sunday night, they touched on it was parts three and four. It was basically the Dennis Rodman episode and the Phil Jackson episode. Yep. I mean, they really just touch on these guys, and then it really comes back to it's just it's mostly Jordan. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they use these guys as um, like landmarks, like a launching and, uh, at the beginning of the episode, kind of to get things rolling. Mm-hmm. Right, and they'll flash back to different parts of their lives, and then it'll correlate with the time and the Jordan rise and that kind of thing. And uh, they're, I mean, it's it's awesome, man. I don't, I think this is again, we talked about it, I think, last week, but this it might be part of the desperation of just having something to watch. But I think it's fucking, yeah, I think incredible. it would be great either way. I just think it's with what's going For on sure. now, obviously, it's just on For a whole sure. other level, right? So, I don't know, did you? You've seen like the Rodman. There's a Rodman thirty for thirty, I think. Oh, you know, I never so, I should have watched. I never got it. I think it's still on my DVR. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's pretty good. Um, and I was kind of curious to see how deep they'd go into here. They would that kind of swipe. They they did. I mean, there's a, maybe a little bit like his growing up and uh, some of the Pistons things, but it wasn't. Um, it was more to kind of set the uh, the table for him being a nut job, right? Which. 
I mean, he yeah, is. they didn't really. I didn't think and, they really got that heavily into uh, into. Well, they talk about his. They talk about his problems in Detroit, and then how he was just bad, bad seed in San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio. I remember he was not. I mean, that's how the Bulls got him. Basically, just, uh, he wore out his welcome really like, fast. They got him for like nothing. Well, Purdue. I mean, I don't. Oh, that was what it was. Yeah, yeah for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I guess one of the I guess the main question that comes up. So they get they get Rodman at the beginning of uh when Jordan comes back, his second his first full season when he comes back. Right, right? the yeah, seventy comes back. Seventy two win team, yeah. Right. So he he at the very beginning of the episode they it they I think Rodman even I think it's Rodman who says it, they don't win championships without me. Which I would probably say yes. They don't win three in a row without him. Do you think they win any without him? Oh, man, it's so hard to say. I would say yes. Well, because they would they would have found somebody. They would have found somebody to pop in there and made yeah built around. Right. That, he was a big. He was a big piece. You know, he gave them a little bit of an edge that maybe yeah. they needed as those guys were getting a little older and you know all those all yep. those long yep. pe- playoff runs. You need. Uh, they said to get a little fatigued and. I'm sure. I'm sure he certainly helped that. Uh, I, I still think. I mean, who? It's impossible question to answer. I mean, do they go on a three P? Who the hell knows? But I think they would have found a way to win. I mean, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah, they're winning <laughs> yeah. at least. They're probably winning at least one of those. I'm assuming, and maybe maybe even that first year they they that he comes back because he was on a mission. Yeah, and you got to tell me who's replacing Robin because I'm sure they're bringing in. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah of course, of course. Uh, but he is, he, he's not in the picture though. It is a, it's a huge hole. Oh yeah. yeah. He was a big, he was a big factor. Yeah. Even with, even with like him, you know, he had his distractions, you know, he got into a little bit here with like Carmen Electra and he's going away to Vegas on a a vacation, which I bet, I guess I never, that never really computed with me. Until I saw the show, I didn't realize they allowed him to go on a forty-eight hour vacation. And was, and was that where he, the, was that the ninety-eight? Was that the uh, the third leg of the three P team? Yeah, that was when Scotty came back and he was like feeling oh, right, a right, little right. like left out or whatever. I don't know. And I uh, think he felt like he could take like a he he took he stepped up his role so much when Pippen was gone. That was kind of yeah. when they got off to that eight and seven start. And I think after that, Rodman decided he had to like step his game up, and then they went on a little bit of a run. And then uh, when Pippen came back, it was almost like he could take a breather now. Yeah, R- Rodman and Jordan talk about the story about how just after one night, like Dennis got kicked out of a game, and then came to Jordan's room later that night and was like, "You had an extra cigar," mm-hmm. and I think they sat and smoked a cigar. And like, he didn't say he didn't apologize, didn't say anything about the game, but Jordan, no, oh, the game he got kicked out of. Yeah, Jordan knew that this was like a turning point. Like he was in. Like he was, you know, he was going to be fine. Like after this, and I guess he and he was for a nice stretch there and got him back on the winning and their winning ways. Um, but uh, well, along with along with that, so they got to a slow start. Pippen's hurt, and then Pippen comes back, and Robin goes on his little vacation, whatever. <laughs> on top of all that, Jerry Krause comes out, and this is towards the end of the second episode. But Jerry Krause comes out and he says, "You know, Phil's not coming back. This is it." So everywhere they're going, Jordan is Jordan. The whole team's asked if this is the last run. You know, is Michael coming back? If Phil doesn't come back, is Michael coming back? And it's every place they go, they're asking that question. And you know, you talk about distractions in sports, but it's only the fucking good teams that have distractions like this. Bad teams are only distracted by playing like piss poor basketball. 
but if you're a dynasty, I mean, distractions are just kind of ingrained in that, whether it's, you know, three or four, or, you know, or three out of five or whatever it might be, there's always going to be questions, you know, even if it's just, you know, are this team ever going to win again? Could they do it? Can this team do it again? You know, what any kind of problems that come up are going to be magnified. And we saw it with uh, Golden State. Yeah, guys are, are going to get up paid, is, so it's always going to be the contract disputes. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just kind of – it was interesting to relive the distractions because you, you look back now and you're like, yeah, they they ran through three championships in a row. Like, yeah, no problem, right? But uh, those distractions are things that you kind of forget yeah. after all these years. But it, without dynasties – if you don't have, if you have a dynasty, you're gonna have to deal with that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, and it was also this is pre-social media, so it's a whole other animal. I think if uh, <laughs> if, if Twitter and, and you know Instagram, all that shit's around. I mean, there would have been stories oh, I mean, coming out every day. You've been getting alerts on your phone every day about what Jerry Krause said. Second. You know what jo- what's Jordan doing? Uh, you know, out till five a.m. at a casino, drunk. You know, like it would have been so it was so different, man. Like Jordan would not have fit in in like this, you know, era right now of, you know, just with social media. And like, he was, you know, he's a private guy who, I mean, it's hard to be a private guy when you're Michael Jordan, but like he was a private guy in a sense, like he was going to do his thing and like, be like, yeah, whatever. We had those, uh, those, I forget what they call them, but they they had all those guys in the locker room and uh, I think they call them, Sniffers or something, the Mister Sniffer, because they called them Jock Sniffers or something. Oh yeah, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, these are these are Michael's bodyguards or whatever." So I, I don't know. If, it wasn't just those guys. I'm sure there was other guys for the casino trips and stuff like that. But they, they had ways of keeping him um, not secluded, but had, had, you know, shielding him from the outside world, even when they went places. Because if Michael Jordan was at a casino uh, for a playoff game, as he was, it was still news. Yeah. So people still found out. It's like, about thank it. God, no one had so, a camera phone. <laughs> yeah, if it was if it was now, but but even like Robin was uh, like a modern to his era, a modern uh, like social media celebrity without the actual social media. But it was just every, everything was a show for that guy. I felt like he would go places and people would follow him. They showed him in Vegas on vacation. People were just people were waiting for him. Yeah. Then he like then he like chugs a Miller Lite and goes off on his motorcycle or something. Like, what's <laughs> going on? What is going on here, man? Yeah, different, different time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Like he did it. There's video of it, but somehow it didn't didn't derail his career. He didn't get canceled. No, and, and a guy leaving his team now just to go get shit faced in Vegas for however long he was gone. It was supposed to be 48 hours, ended up being at least twice that, I think. You know, the fact that the team okayed it, I don't know if that's a, if that's a stroke of genius or a stroke of stupidity that just got lucky. But for those guys to be like, yeah, this is what, you know, especially a guy like Jordan who's like, he's going on vacation. He's like, hey, it means a fucking vacation. It's me. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and I feel like that was almost a brilliant gamble. And to say, look, we need this guy. Whatever it takes, we need this guy. He's proven that we need him. If he disappears now, we're not winning number three here. We're not going to replace him. We're not going to find a way to win number three. There's no, there's no reason to come in this lineup and, find, and, 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 and fill in for Dennis Rodman. Nobody on this roster, nobody that's available right now. We need him. So let him go blow up some steam, Yeah, and we'll deal with the aftermath. And somehow it worked out. Well, I think you have to credit Phil, I would think, with that. 
Yeah. Phil was, Absolutely, you know, yeah. you look at Phil, at least I did as a kid, and he's just like this button-up, you know, white dude in a suit. Like, you know, looks like your grandfather almost. You know what yeah. I mean? But that wasn't really what he was like. It's the guy who they talk about dropping acid. You know, he, yeah, he was, like, Phil story. was a hippie, you know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. that old white stiff that, like, you, you know, he kind of comes off as a little bit. So I yeah. think he mm-hmm. kind of uh, had a little bit more, not – much, not a lot, but he had a little bit more in common with Rodman than you think. I think he maybe sure. kind of yeah. understood him a little bit better than maybe MJ or Scotty. And he was like, look, remember, he made some comparison in the doc. I forget what he said about the native. He kind of lost me a little bit. He was talking about the Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> right. It's like a, not a free spare, but it was like there's always somebody in the tribe that doesn't quite fit yeah. in. Yeah. Or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you got to get Phil credit. It was definitely a gamble. Like, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You let him go. He might never come back. <laughs> he almost did. Yeah. yeah. They had to go physically get him. Uh, I mean, if you were in a hotel room with Carmen Electra, I'm dead. you're going to nah, have to come I'll get me. I'll see you guys in the playoffs. <laughs> 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 you guys, can get, uh, you guys can get the one seed without me. <laughs> that's um, that's the one thing about Phil that he gets no credit for because pe- people just look at him and his career and say, "Look, I could win with Jordan and Pippen and Shaq and Kobe. Right. I could win with those teams." But he had a way of managing these egos that I, I mean, I'm sure other people could do it. Like there's been guys that have corralled egos like that. I mean, you look at like Chuck Daly with those bad boy teams. I mean, those are egos, and back to back championship with those teams mm-hmm. is impressive. Uh, but it's, you know, that's what Phil did for for the Lakers and the Bulls. Man, he found he he just kind of found a way. He knew how to deal with these people. He had his whole thing, you know, gave out books and had a whole game plan for the season. And but he he dealt with them individually. It wasn't just like, okay, you guys fall under the umbrella of Phil. Like, no, this is the team. You're going to act like a team. You're going to play like a team. But then, you know, he'll take the extra time to, to tell Dennis Rodman that, you know, uh, that there's this Native American um, cultural uh, thing they have in common. Yeah. You know, he'll, and, he'll, and he'll coddle Jordan, but also, you know, coach him the right way. And he'll also take shots away from him for the betterment of the team in ways that uh, Phil Collins – or not Phil Collins. Doug, Doug, Collins <laughs> Doug Collins went to Sue Sue Studio. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, that's just like one of those things that gets lost in it. Like, yeah, sure, he won with some of the most talented squads you'll, you'll see in NBA history. But, you know, let's not take away from the fact that he had to deal with these lunatics. I mean, Jordan's the most ultimate competitor. Pippen was, I don't want to say he was wishy-washy, but yeah, he was you know, a little, you yeah. But you had to deal with that because he was a different personality. He was this kid, this kid from Arkansas that didn't, you know, and he felt disrespected a lot of the time. And he had to kind of deal with that. And then, you know, just go down the line. He had to deal with uh, Ron Harper, who was coming over. And I'm sure it wasn't a problem, but, like, Ron Harper coming over is, you know, he's the number two guy at worst on his old teams. And now he's, you know, he's the fifth guy, you know, the right. fourth or fifth guy in the, in the starting five. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, it, 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 that's the genius of Phil right there. It's his ego and team management. And it's not just X's and O's. It's a little more, a little more than that. And that's how come those teams were sustained and won for as long as they did. Yeah. And he took over. Uh, not, I don't want to say it was a tough spot because he got to take over, you know, the best player ever. But it was yeah. a little bit of an unpopular move getting rid of Collins at first. Uh, first of all, I mean, MJ was a Collins guy. Like Jordan, as much as he loved Phil, you know, they fast forward ten years and they showed Jordan saying, "I'm not playing for anybody other than Phil." 
Yep. You go back mm-hmm. when Collins took over. Uh, I'm sorry, when Phil takes over the team for Collins, and you know Collins was the ultimate. Uh, I don't want to say he was a player coach, but he was definitely an MJ coach because he just yeah. he catered 100 <laughs> percent to MJ. Which yes. hey, got yeah. him all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. Sure. You know, uh, a little bit of a Cinderella run where they were. I think they were the sixth seed, and they took. They were the only team that beat the Pistons that. Uh, that playoff run, their first run, the Pistons, their first championship. Mm-hmm. And they actually, they actually were up 2-1 in that series before the uh, Pistons uh, took the next three. So he, he filled yeah. in a tough spot there. You know, he's taking over for a popular coach, a guy who looked like he was making progress year after year. And then he comes mm-hmm. in and, uh, you know, Tex Winter's already there. And I'll give Krause credit for one thing they brought up. They said that his first thing when he was hired was, hire, was he hired Tex Winter. Yeah. Which obviously yeah. – uh, ended up working out. Uh, and then Phil comes in, obviously, and <laughs> Phil says he's going to be, you know, they're going to be more of a team. You know, they're going to get uh, work on getting shots for other guys. So right then he's going, you know, he's, he's to steal a line from Reinsdorf. You know, Phil's not running a popularity contest. Yeah, absolutely it, not. He's going to win games. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, you know, maybe, I don't know if Jordan's feathers were ruffled or whatever. It's just, you know, he but he, he definitely had to raise an eyebrow. Like, okay, like I, as much as I as much as winning means more than anything, I know I'm, now I'm going to have to get on board with uh, this new coach. Yeah. And obviously he did because winning was the most important thing. Uh, it's just a little bit of a transition period for Jordan. Uh, he had to get used to. Yeah, Phil even went to him and said, you know, you're not going to lead the league in scoring this year. I don't foresee you leading the league in scoring this year. <laughs> so of course, like Jordan's looking at it like, well, you know, I. We've been doing just fine, you know, without, uh, w- w- without having to like share the ball in those in those ways. Um, but you know, he 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 listened. Tex Winter had the the triangle offense and, and and put it in. And even in the towards the end, they showed the the Lakers Bull series, and there there's Jordan the fourth quarter deferring to John Paxson, right? He's making shots or shot in the fourth. So I kind of see it all it, it all come full circle. Uh, in the episode, mm-hmm. um, love I love that whole thing with Detroit and Chicago, and had that little rivalry. Um, yeah, four straight years, or three. Was it's, it three? Uh, yeah, it was four, four straight years. It's it's amazing that that you see like how they had to go through these growing pains. How Jordan was willing to go through these growing pains, and we talked about it last week with like the Celtic stuff. Like, yeah, you don't want to miss the playoffs because. How many times do you have a chance to play against Larry Bird and the Lakers in Boston Guard in the playoffs? Like, yeah, see what it's like. Go get rolled by them. See what it's like. Get your ass kicked. And then the same thing. They got their asses kicked by Detroit. And literally, it's the point where they're, like, you know, battered after these series. And it's the whole reason that Jordan starts lifting is because of those Piston series. And in essence, prepared them for down the line as – uh, Pat Riley's Knicks teams that, that took a few pages out of the Pistons book and just, you know, just very brutal in the paint and hard fouls and, uh, you know, a lot of shit talk. Yeah, they were definitely built. Uh, that was definitely the Detroit model, yeah. So, yeah, that was one of my favorite lines in the whole in the whole um, episode, uh, two episodes, was when they're, they're, they're finally like getting ready to beat him and they're talking to Grant a lot and they're talking to Pippen and uh, Jordan was like, I told him, like, don't let him see you whine. Don't go complaining to the refs. Don't come back, you know, pop right back up. 
And then in that clinching game against the Pistons, Scotty gets fouled hard, goes down, pops up, doesn't say doesn't say a fucking word. And even John Sally was like, "That's what we knew." <laughs> so we were new. We were it was over. Right, right, John Sally. Yeah, yeah. Real interesting. Uh, those those Detroit series. You know, they they made made progress each year. Uh, they lost to him in five. Then they lose to him in six. They lose to him in seven. That's the Scotty migraine game. And then finally, yeah. you know, they come back and sweep them. Uh, a little bit similar to a little bit similar to LeBron early on when he. I mean, he had the same team. They had the Pistons teams. People forget about yeah. those early Pistons teams. He actually beat them once early in his career, which Jordan didn't do. But then LeBron mm-hmm. had like the Celtics, which he obviously didn't beat until he went to Miami. So it's right, right, interesting right. little parallels uh, between those two guys. Obviously, yeah, what take... separates them is LeBron, you know, jumping ship. Obviously, yeah, that's I mean, he did take his knocks though. I mean, you got to you know, no, he you did say what you it's want about similar. everything. But... If you look at their first few years, it's it's actually pretty uh, pretty similar. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much, if I remember, he carried them to the playoffs with almost nobody on those teams, and really just to get your ass kicked. Yeah, I think even Cleveland's though, even biggest though... problem, I think, was they never got him his Scotty, which is why he probably left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess there's no Jerry Krause in the front office there. No. And Chuck. <laughs> and uh, by the way, did, did Chuck Daly made a quick appearance, right? An old interview because I'm pretty sure he said that he yeah. loved Rodman too. And that was a good and that was a good pick, man. Getting him, I think we talked about that last show about twenty seventh overall. Yeah, it was just no, yeah, just a, a, Get a Hall of Fame favor, player. Yeah. yeah, that that late and in a in a, a week, really really weak draft class. Right, but, right, yeah. So you had to really uh, reach for yeah, yeah. Um, loved uh, Horace Grant talking about as uh, the Pistons walked off. No, what do you call them, bitches? He just looked, he goes, they, I don't think they, they prompted it at all. They, and just, they, they go to Horace Grant and he goes, straight up bitches. Yeah. <laughs> now, seems, do you buy, okay, go ahead. <laughs> now, do, you, do you buy Isaiah at all when he goes, no, we know now we would never have done that? Like, what, I don't know what that means, not what we know now. Just like, this is how people are now. Like, what does that have anything to do with it? You know what people are now. You don't think people are going to – if you if you look everything from a lens of what people are going to look at 20 years down the line or at 40, 30 years down the line, whatever it is, you know, you're just, most things you're going to do aren't going to look good. But you can't look at it through that lens. I say he's an asshole. <laughs> he's a con man. He's a fucking con artist. He is, man. And he's just uh, – I can't stand him. Listen, if you're going to be the bad boy Pistons, okay, this rough team that, you know, nobody – and I – I don't know if they took it personally that they weren't a beloved team. Cause you know, you had the Celtics, Lakers and Bulls and they were kind of in mm-hmm. between them. And mm-hmm. No one really cared about them. I don't know if they take mm-hmm. that personally, but don't you kind of have to just own being the bad boys for lack of a better term. Yeah, that's true, man. You have, you just, if that's what you're going to, if that's what you're going to be, that's what you're going to win on. Then be it. Even now, you're like, look, that's who we were. Fuck that team. You know, we were pissed. And, uh, that that's and, the story, and bringing man. up the Celtics is so lame that the Celtics didn't shake their hands or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's just an excuse. Like, oh, it's not how it was done back then. Yeah, 
Like, all right, man. And Michael was right. Game seven the year before, they were, you know, they were congratulating the Bulls were congratulating them. Um, Listen, I don't, I don't I would have much... a problem with them not shaking their hands. Like, it, it is a little bit of a weak move, but it's the fact that they're that Isaiah is trying to like renege on it. You got to own it. Like, yeah, Lam, Lam Bear was on some show. I saw, I didn't look into it, I saw some headline. And he says he doesn't regret it. Like it's he's made. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I hate Lambert, but at least he's like true to who he is. Like, yeah, yeah. fuck him. Yeah, that's <laughs> made the movie made the right call. Yeah. Now, now Isaiah is trying to look good for the cameras. Now, this you know he's puts that shit, shitting and grin on his face right now. I'm like, yeah, all right. This doesn't make up for you being a dickhead for all those years. And did he use kind of that as an excuse? Uh, well, I know Jordan Blackball. I think I hope they get into that next episode about Jordan uh, Blackballing from the uh, what do you call it, the Olympic team? Oh, from the Dream Team. From yeah. the Dream Team. Yeah. Uh, but he like, he, I feel like Isaiah used that as an excuse for why he like was out of a job with the Knicks and kind of why his reputation <laughs> wasn't great in the league. Like, wasn't he just a horrible GM? He was not. I don't think he was. He was like sexually assaulting GM. secretaries or something. I don't know if it was him or just under his regime. I forget exactly what the story was. But, yeah, there was somebody who got sexually assaulted that worked for the Knicks. Sanders. And I forget exactly. I think it was him who did it. Yeah. Well, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the only guy who could call him. The only guy who would call Isaiah in the league is fucking James Dolan. So that's all you need to know about Isaiah Thomas. Right. Yeah. Fuck Isaiah Thomas, man. <laughs> Seriously. And I know he wasn't one of, like, the most physical guys. It was more Lambert, Mahorn, Rodman. Uh, who, who yeah, else? no, he uh, wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't there. He wasn't there hacking, right. hacking away. So he wasn't one of their tough guys, obviously. But I don't know, just like being a little but bitch he was, about it. He was a leader of that team. Though. Oh yeah, he was their yeah. best player. Yeah, he was their best player. Just uh, I just I don't know. He's just like Jordan. Like does not even hide the fact that he still hates Isaiah. Like that's what you kind of want to see, yeah. man. Isaiah yeah. is almost like a politician, man. Is that that cheese eating grin? Thousand percent, yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, nailed it. He is. You nailed it. He's just a fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no love, no love lost. But you're right, though. I'd rather see them walking off the court pissed than uh, exchanging jerseys. I guess. True. True. Like I, no, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd like to see it in between. Just like you know, you respect your teammates, you respect your opponents. Just quick, you know, dab them up. Handshake, whatever. That's what you, you're supposed to do. Uh, but yeah. the, but the fact that they, I understand the fact that they left looked bad. It was like right past the, the Bulls bench. Just yeah, I, yeah. I hate the fact that they're just going back on it. That's that. Well, it's only Isaiah, I guess, who's going back on it. Yeah, it's all, all it's all the Pistons guys they got were him and Sally. They didn't interview anybody. Yeah, and else. Sally was a bull later on, so Sally's not going to say anything too. But Sally, yeah, Sally's like a consummate good guy. And even even NBA, Sally, right? likes even Sally back then, he was, I mean, he was coming off the bench for the Pistons, right? He was never that. Yeah, more of a role player at his peak. Really, he was never a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was bigger on uh, the best damn sports show period. He was. That's when he, yeah, uh, sure. that's when he blew With up. Tom Arnold. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, underrated show in the history of sports TV. <laughs> it was who else was who else was on that show? Uh, Crook. Was Crook on that show? Was that was that ESPN? No, nah, he's an ESPN I guy. Don't think so. Wow. No, I feel like it was on like a Fox channel. Let's see, best damn sports show. No, I know Chris Rose hosted it. 
Maybe maybe Crook was like a guest at one point. It's possible. Why the fuck can I get the goddamn host there? Uh, this is really all right. This is not this is not harder than I thought it was going to be to look it up here. All right, here you go. Hosts: Chris Rose, Charissa Thompson, yeah, John Sally, Rob Dibble, Rodney Pete, Tom Arnold, Rob Dibble. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. And there's a bunch of like NFL like, like Reggie the- Reggie Theus made an appearance. Crook Crook was like an NFL expert. They called him. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael, yeah, a bunch of like NFL guys as uh, NFL experts, NBA experts, and Cruck uh, was in there as MLB expert. Oh, okay, John Cruck, yeah. So I'm sure he made it more than more than one appearance. Nice. Yeah. Um, good call, man. What a good, yeah, it was a good show, man. It was a little talk show. Yeah, sometimes Ooh. games would be going on as they were having the show. It was, yeah, fun little show. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Fox Sports. Maybe it was on. Could be a channel that doesn't even exist anymore. I don't even remember. Yeah, Going back like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Fox Sports Net. There you go, Fox Sports Net. Yeah. All right. Oh, the original cast was Rose Arnold and Reggie Theus. All right, I knew Tom Arnold was an OG. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and then they say Deacon Jones and Crook. So I guess they might have come in like one. Oh, Deacon really Jones. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Deacon <laughs> Jones interview? Uh, on NFL no. films, where he talks about uh, like some sort of slap technique that he used back in the day to get like ahead on the uh, get off the line of scrimmage. Okay, and he talks about like how you smack a lineman in the head, and he's man, I'm, I'm not doing it justice. You have to just see this clip. He says something like, "Yeah, anytime you slap uh, any man or woman in the head." <laughs> I mean, just like, like, yeah, but it's it's like this attempt to be. Uh, no, he said uh, it like PC, he said right? it like that. Serious. Well, yeah, exactly. It's his attempt yeah. to be PC. But yeah, it completely backfires. All those women, no linemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Deacon, oh, Deacon Jones. So then the Bulls get by. Uh, the Bulls get by the Pistons, and they go and they have home. Field, home field, home uh, court advantage against the Lakers. Big plane ride and, home with Jerry Krause, red cup on the plane, d- dancing yeah, down the yeah. aisle. Yep, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, those those that, that kind of footage is very cool to see. It's to watch them celebrate and shit. Yeah. Um, and they they go and they lose game one, and then game two is if in every game one was the Perkins shot. Per exact. Yep, mm-hmm. the Perkins shot. Yep, and then. Uh, and every, I feel like in every Bulls championship, there's like one vintage Jordan moment, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure what it was. '93, top of my head. Oh, um, yeah, he scored 55 in one of those games. I'm talking about like just like one oh, moment, image, like one image. Yeah, and 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 '91, it was that the the switching the hands from right to left, yeah. spectacular move. Uh, this like this this indelible image of of him. Uh, and that's, that that just like puts his stamp on the series, but it was pretty much they pretty much ran away with it. I mean, they had you know a few. The Lakers weren't out of all these games, but four in a row after game yeah, one. Yeah, gentlemen's sweep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we talk about game five where you deferred the packs in the fourth quarter, and that's and they, they they go and they win in in Los Angeles, and maybe one of their I'm not sure in that first run. 
I don't know. They're all they're all special, but the, is the, I don't know if there's one better than the other as far as the championships go. Maybe that third one is pretty good because th- three in a row is tough, and that might have been the best team that they beat. As good as those, the, the Lakers were on the back end of their of their own run. Uh, the Blazers, that was the only time that team ever made it to the finals. Yeah. Well, no, they made that, it a couple years prior and lost to the Pistons. With Drexler? I don't know if Drexler was oh, there. Yeah. I think he might have been. Well, yeah, if he lost, if he was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I guess that's right. He, I, yeah, that team gets lost in history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least. <laughs> I go, well, even like the Suns team was a one-and-done type deal, but uh, that might have been the best team that they played. Are you including I mean, the Utah I, teams? No, I'm sorry, just that first oh, run. Oh, the first run. Yeah. Yeah, it's between Phoenix and L.A., I would say. L.A. had more, you know, the or I would uh, – it's tough. I think Phoenix is probably a better team. I think L.A. was probably a more of a uh, – just a mental hurdle to get over because they hadn't won yeah. yet. Yep. I actually went back and watched. I, I was surprised they didn't talk more about game three in the uh, L.A. series. What is that? Uh, I went back and watched from like the five-minute mark on in that game. Mm-hmm. And Jordan was actually struggling. And this is before, if, you're, if we're being honest, this is before Michael Jordan was, you know, Michael Jordan. He's, he's the best player in the league at this point. But, like, think back to, like, LeBron, going back to LeBron in, like, 2011 against the Mavericks where he kind of shit the bed. Yeah, and you were yeah. like, oh, this guy, like, I'm the biggest thing. Are you kidding me? Like, Jordan's <laughs> still at that point where he hasn't won anything and he's going up against this Laker team that owned the 80s. You know, five championships, Magic Johnson, whatever. Well, I think uh, – was Worthy still there? I don't even know. Yeah. Were they, yeah. were they worthy, still there? Even worthy, you know, Divots. Just yeah. the, you know, you're playing against – you're not just playing the team on the floor. You're playing the ghosts in that building. Okay? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I picked it up five minutes left. Jordan was struggling in the second half. He had no jump shot. He looked winded. I think he, he, uh, he might have had like a bum ankle or a bum knee at some point in that series. Mm-hmm. And – uh, Vladi, uh, I think Pippen fouls out. I'm not sure if he fouled out on the, the Vladi Divac. You remember the Vladi Divac and one at the end of game three? I don't. I don't. So no. the Bulls are up one, and Divac takes it to the hoop and one. And I believe it's over Pippen to foul him out. Either that or Pippen's already fouled out. Okay. Vladi makes his free throw. They go up two with, I'm going to say, eight seconds left. It's a 10 or less. Bulls call a timeout, and for some reason, they don't advance the ball. Okay. And Jordan has to go uh, length of the floor and hit a jump shot to force OT. Okay. And then obviously they go to overtime. They kind of pull away. Jordan's still no jump shot in overtime. uh, Kind of just taking it to the hoop. Made like a couple ridiculous reverse layups and then, you know, got to the free throw line. Mm. Uh, So I was surprised they didn't spend more time on that because when you're talking about like the legacy of Jordan, like that is a big – moment because this is before he was you know the goat was before he was you know he's playing against a guy who where he wants to be at and he talks about after they win the series you know they talk about how uh, magic and bird you know uh had had the championship what does it feel like now what was it like he's like oh it ate at me like not you know not not having the championship you know what i mean he he was it was important to him to kind of join those ranks right and and Listen, Larry and Michael, uh, Larry and uh, Magic, 
said like his second or third year in the league that MJ was the best. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, you, so you do goal, it, yeah. Yeah, the goal is to win. And until well, he won a championship, he wasn't going to be on that level. It doesn't matter how many scoring well, titles. He just wasn't going to be in – you know. Well, they didn't. They didn't talk about uh, game three, but they did like they talk about how he stepped his game up and stuff. They did talk about uh, like beating the Cavaliers and how, you know, how he was take that you know the shot. Every, you know, the famous show that went in depth on the shot and how they're supposed to. Yeah, lose. Ron, Ron Harper was not happy. <laughs> he was not happy at all. But, <laughs> and I know Elo guarded him. A lot though. Like I mean, he there's he was the opposing two guard. You know, and he he Elo, he, Elo hit the shot that. That uh, would have been the game winner if Jordan didn't hit that. Mm. Was that him? That sounds right. I'm not positive, but uh, it, it was a runner by some white guy. I didn't. I wasn't sure if it was him or not. I mean, it's either him or Mark Price. I, I would assume, but for some reason, yeah. Elo sounds right to me because you. That's a TS another team that gets kind of lost in in history because they never won shit, and a lot of had to do with Michael. I don't think they would have won anyway, but it, yeah, he beat him a couple times in like first round series. Yeah, I think. yeah, and Mark, Mark Price was a good ball player. Elo was, you know, a good two way player, despite what people were talking about. I mean, it was a mistake to put him on Jordan, but that's, I mean, yeah, that's not it's not a knock. Exactly. No uh, one was guarding him. I know Ron Harper, a good and ball that eighty nine team, like I said, was a little bit of a Cinderella. Yeah, they weren't uh, supposed to beat him. Yeah, they yeah. weren't supposed to even beat the Cavs. Yeah. No, they weren't. They were a six seed, and then they actually went and beat the Knicks, who were a two seed. Another, you know, another time that Jordan uh, broke the Knicks' heart. It was, a, it was a two. It was a two versus uh, six matchup, and I think they, I think the Bulls stole Game One, and then it was just a home court series the rest of the way, and they won in six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously went that we talked about it the uh, the conference finals, one of the many times they lost to Detroit. But yeah, I mean, fucking crazy. Um. Yeah. So they go on. They beat. They beat the Lakers. And they switch back to like modern day. And yeah. first of all, Jordan had the Broncos against Green Bay. It's collecting. They show when they're yeah. playing collecting. <laughs> AFC finally won. Was that Phil who said that? Because that uh, oh, yeah. it was like a, it was like a fourteen or fifteen oh, yes. year run. Oh, that's right. The, uh, he did. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> line that had a for, just forgotten statistic of the nineties was that. Uh, <laughs> the NFC just dominated. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, who was the team? I think it's. Uh, I can't. I think it was the Raiders in like '83 or something. Jesus. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, it was a serious run. The NFC. They were just so much better than uh, '80s and '90s. Then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It went. It went. It went deep. Uh, it went. Uh, it went real deep. They didn't really touch it. They just talked about how Utah was. Um, you know, possible. Finals preview. They went to Utah. They they lose right before the All Star. I think it was the last game. And, yeah, and um, the, I mean the hatred. I'd forgotten about it until this part. But the hatred in Utah for those Bulls teams ran deep. Oh yeah, ran so deep. And I'm sure we'll get into some of that uh, the trash talk uh, in that arena when we get to those finals games, but. Oh, um, they fucking poisoned the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, <laughs> not taking any chances. In Utah. Yeah. Um, also, there's a great shot when they won that series in LA of Jack shaking hands with Phil as he's yeah, walking off good. the court. Yeah, it was good. It always always good to see Jack. Sports sportsmanship, Isaiah. Okay, take notes. Yeah, learn from learn from a guy who knows. Yeah. 
And then also one more thing, Scott Burrell at the end. Jordan just going in on him. <laughs> yeah. Just let him have it. No no remorse. I think Scott Burrell's been like haunted, like waiting for that video to come out all nervous for uh twenty years or whatever. <laughs> Probably, man. He's sitting there just just berating about all these uh all his exploits off the court. He's not your son's yeah. an alcoholic. He's got you know if he if he says he's with one woman, he's lying. Like, oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah, he's probably sweating for sure. I got I didn't look up Scotty Burrell's uh romantic history if he was married at the time or or I actually looked up. He's married he's married now, but it's very recent. Some uh <laughs> chick from SMY. Really? You might know who Jean Coakley, do you know her? No. Nah. You probably might know her if you see her. The name the name rings a bell from uh just from SNY, but yeah, she's uh Oh wait, hang on. Scott Burrell's wife responded to Michael Jost- Michael Jordan roasting her husband. There you go. Word travels fast. What does it say? You can read it. Read it quick. Uh, <laughs> it was the scene that Scott Burrell probably dreaded for twenty two years. <laughs> on Sunday, on Sunday, the world saw it. Uh, what did she say? Let's see. Oh, this is quoting Jordan. Quoting Jordan. Okay. Uh, she just she she went went out and tweeted like during it, saying I was in high school when Baby Rodman was at his peak. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's, Baby Rodman. Jordan called him Baby Rodman. He called Burrell that. Yeah. <laughs> or Dennis Rodman Jr. Dennis Rodman Jr. Something uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was her response. That's too funny. Oh yeah, just looking up now. <laughs> Scott Burrell warned family about his partying being exposed by, by Michael Jordan. Wow, that, does that mean it's going to get deeper? Because that wasn't even that bad. No, it's just – it looks like there's a clip of him on CBS Sports. And he, goes, uh, he says, I warned my parents about that part. <laughs> uh, I, I have heard that the – because I, I mean, it's tough to make Jordan look bad to people who grow up in our time because he's just so beloved. But I have heard that the next few episodes may uh, – may, portray him a little bit more negatively than I'm not I'm not the first four. I'm not surprised by any of that though, man. I'm really not because I don't think No, I'm not not at all. I'm not I'm not under any delusion that he was like this saint. No, it wasn't no, no, not even close. Yeah. I don't know what I don't it had to be pretty bad for me to think I mean to to not already think what I think about him. Like I I I love him as a basketball player. I think he was like one hell of a competitor. Um the, and he's the, been really open during these interviews. He's been good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I just, uh, yeah, it would have to be really horrible. I, there's nothing that, in my mind that would surprise me unless it was like, you know, unless he was like Cosby or something. Like, I don't think. I'd, yeah, it would have to, it'd have to be something like like criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right. It would have to be out of the realm of, uh, you know, the, the usual womanizing and gambling yeah, and like you and know, yelling at teammates and yeah. berating them. Like that's all stuff I feel like we knew already. Yeah, that's all glossed over. But yeah, there's probably I just want I want to see it though. That's so that maybe that like we finally get to see the, it a little bit more up close. Than the, there's a faction of the population that knows Jordan as like the crying meme, so they're gonna see this and like they're gonna overreact. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna Michael Jordan might get canceled next week. You're saying? <laughs> it's very possible. I don't know, man. If they see him yelling at Tony Kukoc, you might. They gotta get the best out of Tony Kukoc. Come on, he, he did, he did. I'm just telling you, I don't make the rules. <laughs> I do want to point out one more thing on uh, these episodes that I thought was peak uh, basketball content. 
Yeah. And it was just Dennis Robin talking about the art of rebounding. That was some oh, yeah. like genius level. I mean, it's very simple stuff, but I mean, it's just genius level. Uh, um, that's the word I'm looking for. Just the, the way insight, he, insight, yeah, and the way he the way he thinks about it. I'm sure, like when you practice rebounding, you know about the angles off the rim and stuff. But if you're thinking about the spin of everybody's shot, and you know you know where to go on certain shots for certain players, I mean that's. Other otherworldly, you know what I mean? Like you're setting up. Usually, guys are just setting up where they are and waiting for it to come off the rim a certain way. Like he is, he's ready. Like he just knows instinctively if a guy shoots from you know elbow extended. If it's you know Jordan, he knows to either go. I don't know what it'd be. If he knows to go, you know, short in front. If it's somebody else, he knows to go on the other side of the rim. Like that kind of thing. It's just like that's otherworldly. Yeah, Rodman, Roy Williams. The episode before talked about Jordan having an on-off switch, and he never turned it turned it off. Rodman definitely had the on-off switch, and he used you know, took full advantage of it. Yeah, you know, he, one day you'd see him, see him sitting there taking notes before a game, watching footage, and then you know the next day he would need a, a little bit of a forty-eight hour bender, <laughs> turn into a turn into a ninety-six hour bender. <laughs> I, I don't think I realized how much of I knew he was out there, and you know. It was, an odd guy. I didn't know he was such a boozer, though. Like a partier. I think he talks about it in that um, that thirty for thirty. That he's not. I guess he, does, he doesn't really consider himself a boozer, but he will drink. Um, but he's just like kind of one of those guys who just never stops. So it's not just like. Yeah. And I'm not talking about drinking. I mean, like when he's partying, he's partying. But it's not about kind of getting fucked up. It's just about he, he's got a. I don't know. It's a different view of partying. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah, just hanging. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's just when you see it. When you see a guy like crushing Miller Light and then got on a motorcycle, he's just like hey. you, you assume that <laughs> he's like you just assume he's a boozer. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a boozer's move for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't. Th- I think I was a little bit not blown in proportion, but I think his boozing is not as prolific as you know, like. uh I don't know Keith Richards or something. No, 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 no he's not. A, I mean, he he may have carried himself like a rock star, but no, I, I never per- perceived him like that. No way. Yeah. All right. All right. So yeah, check it out. Thirty for thirty. I mean, you got nothing else to watch this week, so right. might be a good homework for uh, uh, the last six episodes. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, the can't last, wait. The last dance. So all right, man. We got anything else for uh, for tonight for the show? Eh? Uh, I think that's it. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at Sunday Poor. Like, listen, subscribe, all that stuff. And uh, just remember, in the words of the great Michael Jordan, there is no I in team, but there is an I in win. <laughs> and I'll do it for Sunday Poor. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back again later this week with uh, another show for you. We'll talk to you then. All right, peace. I mean, I could talk about those 90s Bulls teams. That's the biggest challenge of this whole thing is keeping it within the context of the show, of that, of The Last Dance. Yeah, you can't talk about, like, Utah and, yeah. and all those. Yeah, Yeah. so it's been uh, – I think we've done a pretty good job keeping it within those parameters, though. So. Yeah, I don't think – yeah. I'm not going too that was far pretty, off book. I forgot to bring up how uh, 
Tex Winter got banned from the bench. Oh, from by um, Doug. Right, that was when Doug was the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, difference of philosophy. Too, too much triangle offense. Yeah, d- difference of philosophy, man. I mean, like you said, Dougie, Dougie was Jordan's guy, and uh, no, and they to this day they seem like you know they're tight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, te- Tex coming in there taking shots away. And it's amazing how you know Jordan conformed to all of it. It wasn't like they, they didn't bring. The new coach in, he wasn't like demanding a trade or anything like that. He just was like, "All right, let's do this. We're going to win the championship with this guy now." I mean, it didn't, didn't wasn't like overnight, but uh, you know, he was he was all in when uh, the time came. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely different too. Like nowadays, for coach, you know, coaching change. I feel like the head, you know, top two guys in the team almost have a say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, now. You're looking at it now with uh, with the Nets, man. I mean, they 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 got rid of Kenny Atkinson, yeah. And, uh, guys who weren't even playing. It's gonna get they're gonna get tight. Ty- yeah, <laughs> guys who weren't even playing. It's gonna be Ty Luzon coming in there because, Oof, I mean, yeah. they just know that that's the guy that they that they can uh, yeah, handle and walk walk. Yeah, over. I don't know what the word is, but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Ultimate players coach, you know, he's just gonna do whatever. He's you know, let the uh, inmates run the asylum. Basically, yeah, yep, yeah. That should be fun. That's not going <laughs> to backfire at all. No, I'm sure it'll work for me. The NBA is about doing workouts uh, coming up soon or a few weeks. Yeah, but I heard some of the guys, some of the teams are already like wishy-washy on it. I'm not surprised. Because like California, you can't have gatherings of over 50 people. <laughs> is that what it <laughs> for is? The, yeah. For the rest of the year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you can have a, oh, so they're... You can have a Lakers game. How the hell are you going to have like a football game with even Does, without fans? Doesn't make any sense, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was that a Newsom? Was that a Newsom order? I believe it was. Yeah. Oh man, uh, he's gonna he's gonna lose some of my support. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's California. You should definitely let them be the guinea pigs. <laughs> uh, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. I mean, I don't know. You know what? Yeah, this is good. This is gonna be like if you have a big stadium or a big arena. This is gonna be. A death for you guys because if, if sports does come back with no fans and you you just watch like, virtual reality is going to be big right because there's already mm-hmm. technology you could watch nba games like from your uh from your couch with the virtual reality headset on and you could sit any place in the arena it's like pe- people are just going to find new ways to take in this content while they're home and they're going to find out like 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 us with football man like you don't want to go to a football game because no. uh you have 10 football games on at once on a Sunday afternoon. And yeah, it's a Sunday. You got to work the next day. Yeah, man. There's a lot of things going again. Yeah, I know. But, but you're, you're going to watch these basketball games with no, with no fans, and you're going to be like, you know, this, is, this isn't too bad. You're going to have some of the diehards that are going to go back and stuff, but pe- people are going to invest in new ways to watch this shit, whether it's like nicer TVs, whether it's the virtual reality shit, surround sound, I don't know what, but people are going to maximize their experience from while they're home. And it's going to take a hit for these leagues. I'm not to mention the fact that people are going to be wary of going out anyway to huge crowds for the next. Yeah, I mean it depends on the. It's a, yeah, some teams will be fine. The Yankees will be fine. Yeah, you know, I mean even still, like they don't that. sell. They don't sell at every game though, man. Right, but I mean, they the Yankees aren't going to be passing around the. Uh, the no, 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 they're, yeah. they're, no, they'll be fine. But I don't think it's not going to be. They're going to take a hit at the box office though. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. But like not compared to like some other teams like Pittsburgh, for example. Oh yeah, they're fucked. 
where all they care about is the Steelers. Like it's it's a little bit different. Like you worry about those kind of teams that are trying to play second and third fiddle in their city. Think about how uh, like a lot of small businesses are just not going to come back from this. Like they're just going to yeah. disappear. I wonder if any, yeah. I don't know if any of the, I guess the league would never let it happen though. But and no. some teams are going to just be reeling for a couple That's of years. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, some teams are definitely it's going to set them back a little bit. Pittsburgh is already pretty much set back. Yeah. <laughs> football, football, I'm looking forward to no fans because, I mean, my team has no home field advantage. Your team doesn't really have a home field advantage, so no. it might work out. I hate that fucking stadium, man. Yeah, so you're looking forward to no fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this can't be any worse than uh, our our fan base isn't great anyway, so. <laughs> right, you don't have to worry about like you don't have to worry about like half the stadium being Cowboys fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't know, man. I don't, I, well, hopefully there's football. We'll be watching. Just, I can't <laughs> believe we're excited for Tiger and uh, and Tiger and Brady against Phil and oh, whatever it I'm is. Not, I could give a shit about that. You're gonna watch it though. Uh, when's it? When is it? I don't know. Exactly. I... Maybe I'll gamble on it, but I don't know about watch it. We're also going to be watching. That depends when it is. We've got to watch fucking Tom Brady play golf. That's, I mean, come on. I don't know. You know what? I'm not sure who I would, who I am ex- least excited to watch, Brady or Manning. Because Manning, to me, is like worn out as welcome. Yeah, big time. He does a lot of just bad TV stuff and bad commercials and shit like that. I'm just kind of tired of hearing his voice. Like, you're not Bob Uecker, man. Get out of here. Get off my commercials. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's definitely angling for uh, some sort of analyst job. I think. How come he's not fucking taking it yet? Then there's been offered a million jobs already. They want him. At, they want him at ESPN. They want him, you know, to, to kind of rival Romo. The Romo's just too good, man. He comes in. He's anything less than Romo. He's gonna make yeah. him look bad. So I don't think he wants to do it anymore. Think he called an audible? He wants to do like this media personality shit and do these bad TV shows and ESPN Plus or whatever the fuck it is, and go play golf, you know, in like a charity skins match or something, whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Charity? Yeah, something. I don't know. The Manning family, like I, I, I don't even see you guys anymore. Like I saw Eli every day for you know, better part of two decades. Uh, I see Peyton and every other commercial during football games and Archie orchestrated the whole fucking thing. Like, just take your millions and just get out of here. I don't want to see Arch Manning come up and play. I don't want to see any, I don't want to see any other Manning for, for as long as I live. Like, just go right into the sunset. Okay. Like, you guys both, you guys both avenged Archie Manning's horrible career. Okay. No, I mean, you know, Eli, Eli doesn't really like, he's not out in your face, is he? No, I'm not really tired of Eli because I mean I was as a football player, but no, yeah. he's not. He's definitely not in my face. But he's just the whole family can. We're we're good with you guys. That's it. Take a hike. <laughs> I can't find when this the date is for this thing. It so might not. Be, it like, might oh. it might be tentative right now. I'm not sure they have one. Uh, all right. Oh. All right, man. Well, that's it for now. I guess that's it. It's a wrap.